episode of Nerd Parents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Now available on iOS, Windows Mobile, Kindle Fire, and Android. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 36, and this is the podcast where we come together every week in a positive space with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Uh, Just friendly reminder, every kid's different, and so are we, so please do your research and find out what's right for your family. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo, and I have a almost three-year-old little boy um, who is just... He's a pistol, as my mother-in-law would say. (laughs) Um, And every week we have uh, a group of parents that come on. Uh, We're hoping that Carrie will join uh, onto the call. Not sure. She's off being super mom. She is my super mom. Uh, So I hope everything's well. So maybe she'll jump in. Uh, But uh, we have a special guest. We have Charles. Charles, how do you pronounce your last name? McFall. McFall, um, who is from a couple of podcasts you might have heard of, uh, Success Freaks, uh, from the Helicarrier, uh, and anything else that I'm, I'm forgetting about, Charles? No, that's the, those are the podcasts. That yeah. It's interesting. This is episode 36. Uh, yeah. This will be the last recording you hear of me when I'm 36. Oh, really? Tomorrow's yeah. your birthday. Uh, this weekend is my birthday. Oh. I don't have any other recording scheduled until after that. So, <laughs> well, that's so, so cool. there we go. I celebrate here. So, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you, um, your family, or anything? Yeah, you know, I, I was here fairly. I consider myself fairly young. I've been doing podcasting since the early days in 2004, and I've got four kids. We call them Set One and Set Two. <laughs> set One's a boy and a girl. That is, I always got to think about this. Nine, and my girl's about to be. Eight, because they're 18 months apart. Oh, wow. And there's a gap, and set two is a boy and a girl, with the boy being older, and he's about to be three, and his sister will be then 18 months. Oh, wow. So that's how we roll. So you're, wow, you, you have a, a range, and you're you're still in the baby years. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you know, don't, don't do it that way. <laughs> I got two kids, and they were great, and we got past a toddler. We got into school, and like, yeah, this is great. And starting over with diapers was and no sleep was a rough thing. Did you forget about it? I mean, because I think that's yeah. I think that's what happens. You just kind of I don't think you ch- choose to forget it. You have to forget it. <laughs> you do. It's a traumatic experience that you blank out of your mind. Yeah. And yeah, it does. I, I was sitting up on the against the counter, heating up a bottle mm-hmm. one night at three a.m. Going. What? Really? I don't remember being this bad. This is pretty bad. And then we did it again, right? I after bet you that. it's probably like an uh, evolutionary trait that we 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 secrete some kind of something that makes us have temporary memory loss of that it, it particular does. situation. Yeah, because it's it's tough, but there's a light at the end of the tum- tunnel. If you're listening to this and you're expecting, oh, don't don't freak out. It's okay. <laughs> I would recommend, though, if you're going to do diapers, do them close together like we did. Yeah. My wife and I actually planned this. We both had siblings that were three years different from us, and we both are not very close with our siblings. So we figured out either they need to be way far apart, so mm. you have that taking care of it gap, 
or really close together. And we went with really close together and it's worked out perfectly. Really? They all have their own best friends. And yeah, and honestly, if you're going to do one set of diapers, two set of diapers does not make a difference. But if you're going to do older kids and a set of diapers, that's when the difference Things, comes in. I do, think. You, do you enlist their help a lot? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> with, well, no, with that's parents. Go, go get that, your sister. But I think that's important for for kids. Um, Mateo is in a school where they have older kids in his class, and they they purposely do that so the older kids can be a mentor of sorts, and they and the younger kids look up to the older kids and they want to be like the older kids. So there's yeah. like a interesting di- dynamic that happens with older and younger kids that I think is really positive for them. You know, my daughter, her birthday is in October. So school year wise, she doesn't get to start the grade uh, that she should be in because of her age, Mm -hmm. uh, because there has to be a cutoff somewhere. So we found actually last year with her that she just breezed through first grade Mm -hmm. because of her brother. She was always sitting around listening to him do his thing. She can read like nobody's business. My other daughter, who's 18 months she is constantly figuring out things that the others took forever to figure out. And I think it's because she has three older siblings mm-hmm. that influence her. That's interesting. And we were talking before the show started, and you, you said that you do homeschooling. Now, do you do yes. all, all of them or some, just a couple? How does that uh, work? <laughs> we have a lottery. You get educated, you don't. Uh, no, no, I mean, like, <laughs> did the older kids, did they want to go to public school or is it... I, I'm I'm not familiar with homeschooling, so this is n- a new uh, territory for me. So I was just curious because I always had friends. Like when I went to college, I, I had a friend who he he was homeschooled, and there's I think a misconception about homeschooling that um, they're not as educated, <laughs> or maybe it's it's just different for I think because it's it's a different thing. It, it is a different thing, and I I will say there's. Not really a misconception out there. There are definitely homeschoolers who are not that educated. There's, there's, it's all like with everything in life, yeah. it depends on your why. Why are you doing it? Right. And I grew up in the 80s doing homeschool when it wasn't even a thing. Wow. My mom was a licensed teacher and she kind of helped uh, push forward some things. I mean, you could order books and, but mm-hmm. local school boards you had to argue with, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so it was an interesting thing then. But there were even people in the 90s where we had homeschool groups that they were sheltered. And I'm going, what is wrong with you? And then I look back in my life going, wow, I was really sheltered too. I just have a brain that absorbs <laughs> yeah. knowledge. So with my kids, we do it with – actually, it's a charter school online called k12.org. Oh, yeah. I've heard a, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a good one, to be honest with you. That's, that's one that you might not mind endorsing or at least mentioning uh, if you do that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, or do your research on it anyway. We've liked it. It's online public school. And so if you can actually do it, like in the state of Georgia, where I am, it is fully recognized. And we've been able to do first grade. I think it'll go up through ninth grade currently. And they're working on high school levels as well, trying to get those approved. They send us all the books or just like public school or tax money pays for the the schooling itself. And we get assigned a teacher. And we do both uh, my set one. We do set one there because those are only two that are old enough to be in school mm-hmm. currently. Uh, and they don't really have a concept of public school. They both went to pre-K at a, a church locally. That mm-hmm. Then they get to mingle with kids. But um, 
I think they they we're very self aware in this house. And I mm-hmm. think especially my son is very aware that if he were trying to go to school, he wouldn't get anything done because he knows uh, he likes to play. Yeah, and he knows he watches his sister, and she can do a full day of school in one hour, and it'll take him two or three hours to do sometimes do one class mm-hmm. because he's just not getting it or he's struggling or, or whatever the the deal is. So, I, yeah. Well, I think it's it's interesting to see how. With technology, homeschooling has evolved too. And I think, like you were saying, back in the 80s, it was it was like a what? And I think it's becoming more, people are becoming more and more aware of it. Um, yeah. I, I, there was a podcast I was listening to that was talking about kind of the misconceptions uh, of, of homeschooling and different resources. And I thought it was fascinating to the point where I'm like, maybe I should homeschool. <laughs> but honestly, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a teacher. And I just, I feel like for Mateo, he needs that, that, uh, he likes people. Like he loves people. Like, do you find your kids, do you have to plan outside activities for them? And how does, how all does that work? Or are they just kind of like, oh, we're cool. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. Now here's the thing about the K-12 and that's my only experience. When I grew up doing it, it was very much, uh, my mom was a teacher. She had to mm-hmm. figure out the curriculum. She had to make these plans. And with K-12, it's been, they, they line out oh, everything. they do it they all for you. Books. Gotcha. You're called the coach. So the, there's a, they actually have a teacher that you actually have to answer to. Oh. And, Is it yeah. Skyping? Do they like see them? Uh, everyone, it's a meeting that's done by phone. Uh, every so often that they have to measure and you're logging their school, you're logging their progress and you are helping them learn. You're right. Uh, but as far as the, the, yeah, we definitely have to plan outside events. Uh, honestly, that's how we, we pick a church as it were is because we want somewhere that our kids can go mm-hmm. and be social. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do when you're homeschooled. And we live out in the middle of nowhere. Now we are moving to a city, but we live out in the middle of the country. So that adds yet another layer. A layer of, yeah. Not sure how to do this. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite resources online to kind of help you with with all of that? Uh, you know, pbskids.org has oh, been amazing yeah, as that. far as like games and learning. But it's, online, it's hard to find, in our area at least, it seems hard to find groups that we can play date with, mm-hmm. have, have fun with. The school itself provides outings, but we just honestly, this is one of the times we just go into the real world mm-hmm. and try to find things to sign up the kids for. And in our area, at least, we have public soccer, we have uh, dancing mm-hmm. and baseball and football. That's all public rec department things that they, they can be involved in anything you can practically be involved in in school. Do you have a Home Depot that's close to you? Yes, the Lowe's projects and the Home yeah, Depot projects. Yeah, they have yep. great kids projects where they have these little workshops. And they're they're free usually, right? Yeah, yeah. I, no, they're always free. Yeah. They're always free. You get to go in and, and they got smart, Home Depot and Lowe's did. They started getting licensing for movies. So my kids have bought Toy Story books oh. or uh, uh, trucks and cars. They've built uh, Rio 2 birdhouses. Oh, those cool. Kind of oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think um, – Mateo's still a little young for that, uh, but I think that's going to be some, a fun little activity that we do with him uh, on on the weekends. Um, I think one of the things uh, it's it's funny because when you when you are first time parent, I know for me I'm in the thick of it, and I sometimes can't 
see the forest through the trees and I get caught up in little things and, and I'm like, and then later hindsight, I go, why did I do it that way? Why didn't I do this? So one of the things that has been kind of, eh, Mateo is very restless on the weekend and, you know, it's, it's not like my mind shift of what weekend is now is totally different right. <laughs> now that I have a kid. And so I found that if we just keep busy during the weekend, like doing small little house projects, giving him a, a task, like, can you help mommy uh, clean up this closet? And then we both do it together. And like, he gets so excited. And as long as I'm yeah. busy and not sitting on the couch, the world is right <laughs> in our house. <laughs> it's the funniest thing because it's just, you know, I look at it as, okay, it's the weekend. I can relax, maybe watch watch something on, you know, on TV. No, no, it doesn't work like that for, for Mateo. So it was one of my realizations recently that I was like, why didn't I just do this sooner? I'm lazy, barely. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the way with my youngest daughter is if, if you're up doing something, she will just follow you around the house. She mm -hmm. feels involved. The moment you sit down, she doesn't. She she gets fussy and yeah. screaming and yeah. It's it's an um, interesting thing to see. So until until we found her Elmo and Teletubbies, and then it's it's a little bit. You get about five yeah. minutes of rest out of yeah. that one. Yeah, I'll pull out. I'll pull out the uh, Elmo's World videos on occasion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and then honestly, you know that's why also I have an iPad for him, and he plays his little games and. Yes, lot, I mean. We have a whole section uh, later on, Family Game Night, where we talk about games, whether they be apps or board games or things like that. So I have a couple of recommendations for the listeners. Um, so we like to kind of do like ups and downs, like what's been going great and, you know, sometimes not so great. Um, and I just a quick little thing that happened this morning that I just... It's so funny how excited I am about this. <laughs> but my son asked to watch Pee Wee this morning. He's like, Pee Wee. Pee Wee's Playhouse. He wanted, well, we started watching Big Adventure, you know, the, okay. the first part of it. Because it's, you know, the house scene and him riding a bike. It's so, it's so much fun. And he's like, Pee Wee, Pee Wee. I'm like, that's my boy. Because <laughs> I grew up on Pee Wee Herman and Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. And I just, I think that character is so wonderful. And I know some people don't think, I mean, they, they connect the character with the actor, but I look at Pee Wee as my childhood, right? Right. I, I just, I remember in school, like when Pee Wee's Playhouse came out, we'd all be talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse and my dad mm -hmm. liked it too. So it was something I could share with my dad and it's just funny and I love so it. I, so I've got one to throw out to the parents then, and this includes you. This is not for your kids, but, uh, 2010, 2008, somewhere in there, Paul Rubens did a special Pee-wee's Playhouse, Pee-wee's Playhouse on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Like that. I, I, it was on HBO. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was originally, I mean, it was originally a, um, uh, on like a, a stage. It was meant as a stage performance and the character was then taken and kind of sanitized a bit because <laughs> it's, yeah. you know. It's a little adult humor and uh, in that original stuff. So if you can find that old stuff and then when they redid it on on uh, Broadway, it's it's not for kids. No. <laughs> so no, anytime no. it's on the stage, you might want to stay away from showing it to your kids. <laughs> but it's no, still fun. They, 
one that is great. Sorry, one that is great. That's on Netflix is Shrek on stage. Oh, I haven't seen this. I've the, been told it's great. Uh, it's amazing. They throw in like they do. They throw in a little more adult humor, but not so much. Now my kids are raised around adult humor, so they have. I, I'm bracing them for their future because that's how. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm kind of like Brian Brushwood that way. Daddy, Daddy says some things. You need to know what those are right now. Yeah. Uh, but the Shrek on stage is is more. It's like Toy Story, where they slide in some adult humor to keep the adults entertained. Yeah, but not so much that the, the kids ask awkward questions or learn things you don't want them to say elsewhere. And it, it is, it's fantastic. And all of my kids sat through the whole thing and watched it. Shrek the musical, right? Yes, oh, there it is. I believe that's it. Is it streaming? It uh, was. When no, we watched it. it wasn't. It's not streaming anymore. Oh no, it uh, is. No, no, it is. Sorry, okay. it didn't pop up the way I thought it would. Okay, cool. I have to see this. I'm going to put it in uh, the show notes. So if our listeners want to watch it too, they can get, they can find it really quickly. Oh, neat. I didn't realize that it was even streaming. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Now the downside to the internet to me is I've got tablets for the two older kids. They got to an age where I was okay with, with getting that for them. And of course their siblings now mm-hmm. taking my 18 month old knows how to unlock phones and unlock tablets and <laughs> and looks on the side for the button yeah. if she's not getting her finger to work. Yeah. Like, Holy cow, you're going to be the smartest kid in this house. But what is what is with these cheesy 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 apps that are marketed towards kids that are crap? Yeah. Well, it's it's a you know. It's like a internet app gold rush happening. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I I kind of vet the apps that I recommend through my son. <laughs> so I'll download something. And if he has no interest, I'm like, well, but I also find that it's dependent on age because there, there were apps that I downloaded long, long time ago. Like maybe it was like the free app of the day that he just wasn't ready for. Um, sure. But yeah, there, there are some really crappy ones well, out I'm there. <laughs> like my daughter is into monster high. Mm-hmm. Loves that. She's been into it before it was a thing. And I had to, I had to find it on the internet and let her see the the cartoons that were there because they didn't even have a real cartoon at the mm-hmm. time. But people will spoof that brand, yeah. right, and make some Monster High makeup game, and she wants it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's this not- is the crappiest thing in the world, yeah. and it's just going to get you to click on things you don't need to click on. When there's so many ads in the the game, I almost feel like there needs to be some kind of standardization for the kid apps. Like yeah. it frustrates Mateo. That's why I stay away from like the light versions. Um, because he wants, he wants to go to that place that has a big lock on it and he gets frustrated and I'm like, buddy, you can't go there. It's just, you know, and, and I mean, I guess it's a good lesson to learn, but I just honestly, why, why do I want to frustrate him with an app that's half locked? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Or take him exactly. outside of the app. So yeah, I think, I think there's some growing pains happening with the app store. And I think, uh, what did, how many apps did they say? 14 billion or something like that. I can't remember what they said in the, the, uh, I, the Apple conference, but it was a ridiculous number and I believe it. I mean, it's, it's easy to make an app now. Um, you can, there's, um, there's a website, I think it's called like, uh, gamer salad or something like that. And it's a mobile framework website, where you can, if you have an idea for a game, you don't necessarily have to know uh, Objective-C or Swift or any of those languages. It's it's just kind of a plug-and-play kind of nice. format. Um, so you're seeing kind of crap apps come out <laughs> because of that. Um, 
So, and that's what hopefully the review system helps people. But a lot of times those apps don't even have reviews. So it's, it's kind of hard. So it's like, oh, yeah. should yeah. I waste a dollar on this app that I don't know anything about? Um, I stick to the brands. Sesame Street. You can't oh, go wrong with Sesame Street. I agree. Doc, uh, there's a few of them out there. Dr. Panda is yep, another one of my yep. favorites. Absolutely. Anything um, that uh, Toka Boca does. I love Toka Boca. And the great thing about both Toka Boca and Dr. Panda is eventually it will be the free app of the day. So you yeah, don't have that's to. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're on Amazon, if you're on a non-iPad right. uh, OS. Yeah. Those come up a lot more in the free app through Amazon than they do on the iPad. Yeah. I, I think I saw Dr. Panda up the other day and I was like, oh, that's so cool that there's a free app of the day, Dr. Panda. Yep. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? There's a, also another company called Marco Polo that I've been getting more uh, into and Sega Mini. And it's funny how these these little groups kind of create really from nowhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they have a whole kind of suite of apps around them. So, um, do you have any any other ups or downs to share for the for the day? You know, <laughs> when you have multiple kids and you yeah. work for yourself. Things can go so right and so wrong at the same time. Yeah. And and I don't know what it is about my girls. I, I'm a very loud person. My wife blames me. But they're not only loud as little ones. as the, as the At the age that you cannot control your pitch and tone, you just get excited, which is what my youngest daughter is in now. It's just a shriek. Yeah. And it's so loud. And she never throws fits. I mean, if she's upset about something, she cries. And she, she doesn't get super loud about it. But when she's happy, she just braces her body. And it's so much joy. And then this piercing sound <laughs> comes out. I'm like, you're, you're, you just took another year off of daddy's career. Thank you. I use my ears for a living. And, you know, but it's, it's, it always has its ups and downs. We're actually in the middle of a move. We're in the middle of a big transition. Oh, and yeah. Explaining that to the kids. This is the house that they've grown up in all their yeah. lives. You know, it's, it's been tough. That's that's a downside. But seeing a way, as as you mentioned earlier, I do a show called Success Freaks, and we always look at helping others be awesome and the bigger, better, better, more of life. Mm-hmm. And so seeing ways to teach the kids how to see a positive aspect to everything that we're doing and saying it's okay to be upset yeah. and telling them about the the feelings. I'd have to say that's been a good thing about all of it because as an adult, it keeps me from getting locked into my reality and locked into going, oh, you know, this is a hard time and things are going on uh, because it's not a move that necessarily is, wow, we've bought our dream house. It's, it's coming from other experiences mm-hmm. there. But teaching kids has been a good thing. And the downside to it is, when I yell about something, it's because they're probably doing something that I'm doing, and and it really just brings it out in me going, I need to stop doing they're that. They're like tiny little mirrors, right? Yeah. <laughs> mirrors turned up to 11. <laughs> yeah, there there have been times that Mateo does something I'm like, oh my gosh, that's totally me. Uh, and he'll also pick up phrases that I don't realize I say. Yes. And you're like, when did I? Because I'll... I'll do, we'll be doing something and I'll go, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And so Mateo started going, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and his recent little thing, I'll ask him a question and he'll go, um, no. Or, um, <laughs> yes. I'm like, where did this um come from? I'm like, do I do an um? I don't think I do when I'm, you know, responding, but maybe I do. I'm not sure. 
So it, they are tiny, tiny little mirrors, and it's it's a fascinating uh, experience. <laughs> then, then they'll pick up something that you don't know where they get it from. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, my my three year old. I posted this on on. And I, I don't say the names because there's four of them, yeah. and I get them confused. That, I'm not hiding their identity. <laughs> yeah. I put them out on Instagram, and we put them out. I just I know their names, but I, I tend to even when I'm talking to them, I get confused sometimes. So <laughs> it's okay. But my my three year old. He, I posted this on Facebook the other day. You will ask, he, we're wrestling and stuff, and I didn't hurt him or anything. I don't know where he said this from, but he goes, you're a jerk. I'm like, well, I'm laughing. I'm like, why am I a jerk? Because, yes. <laughs> I'm like, where did you? And that's how he answers everything. He's done that for months now. Because, if he says something, yes. you ask him, well, why? He'll say, because, yes. Or if he doesn't want to do it, he'll say, because, no. And that's his answer. And you cannot shake him. I'm like, well, where did you yeah. get that from? That because that's kind of awesome. Yeah, but I, I don't know where you get that from. He, uh, so it is funny because, and it's funny that we're talking about it because I just like two days ago was talking to Mateo's teacher and I said, uh, I'm not sure where he picked it up, but he's now saying to his uh, grandfather, "Walk away, Peepaw, walk away." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's two years old, right? And he's right. saying, walk away, mommy, walk away. And and I'm really glad I brought it up to the teacher. She goes, oh, I, that's me. Um, because when we're doing projects and he, he doesn't, he's so young, he doesn't have a lot of self-restraint. So when another kid is putting together a puzzle, he's all up in their space. Yeah. And so I say, walk away, Mateo. And so he's picked that up. So when you are in his space now, he says, walk away, meaning back up off me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that's totally fine. I I respect that, buddy. So yeah. I thought that was kind of because I'm always trying to encourage him to use more words. And I think that's, yeah. you know, he's finding his little his little sayings and freaking adorable. So. Now, now, one thing I've made famous on, on one of my older shows I haven't talked about lately that I think you'll get a kick out of is I I, I swear, not as much as I used to. I, I yeah. believe that swearing is a sign of immaturity, and I'd like to be more mature. So I'm I am insanely immature then. Right? No, I am too at times. <laughs> and, and so my wife and I, we had our first child. She said, okay, we have to quit cussing. We have to quit. I was like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> And sure enough, the first word my son said was because he heard my wife say it, which was great brownie points for me because I'm the big cusser now. Yeah. So two quick stories there is I, I've taught them time and place. If yeah. you do something and it's appropriate, I'm not going to get on to you for, for using bad language. I'm going to tell you that it doesn't matter if it's appropriate or not. If you say it in front of your grandparents, either set of them, they're going to be on your case. Yeah. They're going to get you in trouble, whatever, just so you know. But inside the house... If you kick something, if, if something hurts you and you accidentally say a word, whatever, that's fine. But there's one day my wife called me when I worked outside the home. I was in the office against college. She goes, do you know what your son did? I was like, uh-oh. Because we never say that. We don't have those TV moments. I was like, okay, what do you do? Well, the day before I've been playing Mario Kart, and this is a couple of years ago. I've been playing Mario Kart, and I just lost my mind for a second. And I, I use some words I don't normally use around anybody. And then I looked at my kids like, don't ever say that. Well, of course, we know that doesn't work. So the next day, he's at my in-law's house oh, no. with everybody around playing Mario Kart, and he died. And so, or Mario, one of the Marios. Anyway, he died, and he said what I said. And everybody else, everybody else in the house cracked up. 
because he was three at the time or yeah. four or something, five. And my wife didn't. And I was like, okay. And that was a big, okay. I'm either not going to play this game around them or I'm going to learn to control my mouth. Because yeah. that was, that embarrassed me actually a little bit going, all right. That's not cool. Yeah. That's, that's, Sorry. There's been a few times. There was one time, I think I talked about it on the show, where we were leaving Mateo's school. And I was holding him, and I couldn't I couldn't see um, what was in my path. And there was a bush. <laughs> so oh, no. I walked right into the bush, bush and I said the S word. And, he, and I go, ah. Oh. And he then repeated it, and there were parents <laughs> around. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> mortified. Uh, but, oh, well, you know, we move on. And thankfully, he didn't. it didn't stick. <laughs> so. I, yeah, it, well, I know we need to move on to other things, but I got this one more. Where my daughter, I think it's my daughter. She's the cusser in the family, my oldest daughter, Crosby. Mm-hmm. She's the cusser in the family. And we've had to say, okay, until you, you learn to use other words, because you ask her to tell you something when she thinks she's in trouble, she just gives you this eat crap and die look. Oh, gosh. And she's seven. Oh. Um, so I was like, I could tell you, until you learn to use other words, you're not allowed to use big girl words. Yeah. Go. But uh, one time, her, it's an interesting situation, but it's her aunt basically through marriage, but this person doesn't, anyway, mm-hmm. she was being ugly to her. <laughs> My daughter called her uh, ugly, fat, A, oh. B word. Oh, no. And everybody's like, <gasps> I'm like, well, she kind of is. I, what do you want me to do? Yeah. She asked for that. She's being well, she, unreasonably but did she mean say to, to her? Daughter. But did she say it like to her? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My goodness. <laughs> she did. And it was like, well, it's an adult. I was like, no, you don't. That's not how I'm raising my kids. Yeah. I'm not raising my kids to expect you, respect you just because you're an adult. She took your crap yeah. for as long as she's going to take it. I about said something, but I wanted to see what was going to happen because you're being unreasonably mean to my kid. Yeah. You know, and she stood up for herself. So that's what's going to happen. So. Just live with it. Oh wow! So they did—they not mean to her too much anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. She kind of stood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't. It's funny because thinking in in the future of of those scenarios, I I really want Mateo to stand up, be able to stand up for himself. I'm actually reading a, a book, a new book on because I'm always looking at you know how how should I be doing like the punishment and stuff like that. And I just, I feel kind of lost sometimes. And there was a, a book and of course I'm blanking on the name of it, but um, it was talking to the point of the one question you should ask is for your children, what do you want them to be in the future? And yeah. the, the most popular answer is I want them to be happy. I want them to be independent. I want them to, um, uh, there was a, a number of, of things and I'm like, you know, that's, and that's, that should be my goal. And how do I get to that goal? Um, and cause I never want to break his spirit and I want him to stand up for himself right. and, and all those things. So I think that's my navigation that I'm doing right now is, is trying to figure out the right parenting style for me and my husband to get Mateo to that place. And I think that's drastically important right yeah. there. It's so important that while everybody has their own opinions and we're raised how we were raised and yada, yada, you've got to figure out what works for your kid and what what should work for your kid. Right. You know, I've had that huge issue of, okay, I started off with a don't and we teach this on success freaks. Don't never works. Yeah. Because I did not want my kid to be afraid. Well, I'm focusing on is him being afraid. He's He's afraid now to a point and I'm working on what I want him to be. 
but I've done so many different things with all the different kids and it works differently for each kid. Yeah. The fact that he said, you know, here's what I want for Mateo and here's the navigation. It's always navigation. Yeah. Yeah. You never quite figure it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I picked up three books that were kind of highly recommended and I'm, I'm going through those. So, so if you're, if you're a listener of nerd parents, you may in the future hear me talk about these books, but I haven't yet finished them. But, um, the first one's called Unconditional Parenting. Uh, moving from rewards and punishment to love and reason, uh, nice. playful parenting, and how to talk, how to talk, so kids will listen and listen, so kids will talk. So those are the three that are kind of on my book reading list right now that I'm kind of going through, and I'm I've always been about trying to look at different things and read about different ways. So I'm very open minded in in that sense. So um, I, I'm, I'm looking for little tips. I never read something and go, oh, I have to do this verbatim. I'll read yeah. something and glean like a few things from it that might integrate into my life and workflow. So I never really, I, I, I do this with business books too. It's not like I read a, a certain business book and took it verbatim. Um, right. But there might have been like a, a few nuggets in that that made certain light bulbs go on for me. Um, and that's kind of how I approach a lot of this, but it's so overwhelming, I think, for parents um, at, at times. So, uh, all right. So let's move over to um, <laughs> we have uh, an email from uh, I think it's Chelsea. Um, she wanted to uh, send in a music suggestion. She said, uh, hi, Nicole and other parents. I'm sure you've heard of What Does the Fox Say a while ago. I found a parody called What Do the Kids Say? It's amusing and silly. I thought you would enjoy it. Also, I just want to say that I'm not a parent, but I very much enjoy the show and I've been listening to it every week since episode zero after hearing you announce it on the final score. Keep it up. Uh, so I, <laughs> you know, that's that song just kind of gets in your head, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's it's stuck in my head because I was doing prep and now it's it's just there <laughs> in my head. Th <laughs> thanks, Chelsea. Um, but she uh, recommended, it, it actually made me aware of a new parenting blog that I've never um, seen before and it's called My Life Suckers. <laughs> My, mylifesuckers.com. So I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about her kids. <laughs> I, would, I would hope. <laughs> um, and so she put she actually has a ton of parody videos. So she did a parody of like Let It Go. She She's a really fun mom. She has, uh, I think she has four kids. She also, um, uh, some of, uh, one of, there's, I guess, a book out there that I'm now looking at buying. Um, it's called I Just Want to Be, Be Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of short stories, and of course, all of this is tug in cheek. We love our kids, but sometimes you gotta laugh, you gotta have fun, and right. that's kind of why I'm 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 in love with, now with this website, uh, mylifesuckers.com. <laughs> so I thought I'd play um, the song on the show. Why not? So why not? here you go. It's it's about three minutes, so it <laughs> it's really funny. So here it is um, from My Life Suckers. What does the kid say? goes off, grandpa goes cute, sitter goes brat, neighbor goes nightmare, aunt goes spoiled, uncle goes scat, 
Dad asks, is it bedtime yet? Mom's losing it at her limit. And then sis goes, ow, ow, ow. But there's one sound that all moms know. What does my kid say? What my kids say? Wait me, wait me, wait my butt. Wait me, wait me, wait my butt. Wait me, wait me, wait my butt. What my kids say? Hate you, hate you, hate you, mom. Hate you, hate you, hate you, mom. Hate you, hate you, hate you, mom. What my kids say? What my kids say? Big blue eyes, button nose, chasing balls and digging holes. Tiny hands covered in mud, smearing all over my walls. You have my smile, so beautiful, like an angel in disguise. But if you don't get your way, you turn into demons. Don't talk to me like that. What does my kid say? she says what we all we all just want to pee alone there you go <laughs> <laughs> so there you go uh check out uh I, I don't even know her name what's her name um so anyway check out my li- my life suckers.com for some fun uh diva i think her name is about diva or deva so fun stuff um yeah and that is now in your brain for the rest of the day. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I do a public service here. Uh, all right. Well, let's move over to family game night. This is the point of the show that we talk about maybe any apps or board games or, you know, 
movies or shows that we're watching together just to, you know, bring the family together. Um, I have a an app recommendation that Mateo absolutely loves. Um, it's from the company Marco Polo, and it's just called Ocean. Simple as that. And it's free. And it's wonderful. Uh, he He's really into oceans and seahorses, like Finding Nemo. He loves Finding Nemo. So this little app is adorable because it's um, education too. So it's fun and educational. So you build like a submarine and you build a boat and you're you're building all this different stuff. And as you're building it, um, the app is telling you, defining it. Um, So it's it's a really fun little free app. Um, And on kind of the ocean theme, uh, I don't know if you've heard of these books, but they're called Polka Dot, and they have like a a ocean one, they have a uh, old McDonald one, but the, these books I've had since Mateo was um, probably, you know, a year old. Um, and it's really interactive. And so they pop the dots as they turn the pages and it counts. So like hmm. with old McDonald, there'll be 10 cows and you pop all the dots and then there'll be nine horses and you pop all the dots. And so as you're flipping it, they automatically reset. Um, so it's all kind of, so you, when you're done with it, they're great, great books. So they're, and they're a lot of fun. It almost feels like bubble, like a uh, bubble wrap, popping bubble wrap. Nice. <laughs> so whenever we read those books, I'm like, pop, pop, pop. So I, <laughs> I even enjoy them. But Mateo doesn't like me popping them. He wants to do it. I'm like, fine, you can pop them. Have it your way. I know, um, right? When you start getting into the the toys, like, no, I want to play with it. Yeah, I don't exactly. Care your toy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's fun. Um, and uh, do you ever find yourself watching like a show that maybe your kid like kicked off, and then they left the room, and then you're now watching it? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I've avoided all the the Disney stuff. Uh, the the kids are into all the different Disney shows that are okay, Lab Rats, yeah. and and there's nothing wrong with them. I'm like, eh. But yeah, I, I pulled up. I wanted my my all my kids. I wanted them into superheroes and comics and the things I'm into. Mm-hmm. So I started off with uh, what's the youngest version of? It? I think it's Teen Titan. Oh no, no, no it's a- an Avengers one, but it's the one where they're like little cartoons. Um, um, Marvel heroes. Oh yeah, Marvel heroes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're like and little I, little yeah. stubby guys, right? Yes, and <laughs> yeah. they're definitely designed to be toddler oriented or, or young age oriented. And very whitewashed, very fun. And that one I've had to watch all the seasons of. <laughs> like, oh, because they're pulling in real stuff from the comics, like the Infinity Gauntlet and everything else. And it's just this little kid version. Yeah. Where the Hulk never smashes. It's just, that's a sad thing. Aww. But uh, it's it's fun. And yeah, so I, I, I do that. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm Googling Marvel Hero, and I don't know if that's it or not. It's- I, it might not be it. I'd have to look at my Netflix queue. Is it on? Yeah, it is on Netflix, right? Yeah, um, there's there's two seasons of it. It's there's a couple versions, and and fortunately, it did well enough that they did essentially a spinoff for teenagers. That's very well done. Uh, Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, or maybe it's Earth Mightiest Heroes is the first one, the younger one, and then there's a Marvel Avengers something or other that's for the teens <gasps> on Disney X or whatever it is. They and, have a Lego superheroes. Yes. Oh, yes, they we, do. oh, Mateo, I adding to my list. I did, and it's streaming too. Yep. Uh, we're really into the Lego movies right now. So we we've been watching the Lego Star Wars, um, and it's 
it's one of Mateo's favorite right now. So this nice. is oh, this is great. I didn't realize it was streaming. Um, I was hoping to find the uh, the little the other Marvel set. I'll have to look for that. I'll put them in the show notes once I find them. Um, so do you have any any game recommendations for the listeners? Anything fun that that you guys like to play together? Well, all the kids love the the Doctor Panda. The one for the toddler. I mean, not even barely toddling. My youngest daughter, who's about to be eighteen months old. There's a Sesame Street Elmo Peekaboo, and yeah. I think I paid. Well, I had the points built up on Amazon, but I paid basically three bucks, three or four bucks for it. And I was like, I don't know, because I don't like buying apps. Yeah. Because my kids, all kids probably, just have those phases where they fly through it and they don't play it anymore. See, so, I, but I take the approach that it's just now in my library and I only leave like two pages of apps um, because okay. he gets overwhelmed by them. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. rotate them out. So there'll be an app that he forgot about and I'll. I'll clean out yes. his app or his iPad and go, it's brand new now. <laughs> so, you know, there's, yeah, that works. And I'm, I'm a, I'm cheap. I like to support the things I support, you sure. know, I'm all for buying things that are good. Uh, but I think on the Amazon, we've just downloaded so many different things in yeah. the cloud. There's 250 games to rot- rotate through. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, yeah. So I try only to keep about 30 at a time for the kids. Anyway, th- it was Sesame Street. I'm like, I don't buy anything for my youngest one, so I'm going to buy this. So I got to tell you, it, it is a little bit of money, but it's Sesame yeah. Street Elmo Peekaboo. Super simple. Yeah. My si- She was 16 months when we first got it. She sits down with the tablet like her siblings and looks at it. It hits anywhere on the screen, it starts playing. And then it's simply a door that knocks and moves mm-hmm. you know, on the Sesame Street. And all, she has to hit somewhere around it, and it opens, and there's the character. And the door closes. after she. So she's just constantly hitting the screen and interacting. And now she's saying uh, her version of Elmo, of Big Bird, oh. of Trash, you know, because it'll come out with an item, and she'll try to say it now. And she's 18 months old. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, but I mean, that, and that's just for her. That's really not a family thing. But that that works for the. I think everybody listening, because we're all nerd parents, will love this. We have a we try to have a family movie night when there's a good movie to watch with popcorn, and we watch AFV for the whole family when there's not a good movie out. But recently, now that it started back, we put set to the bed and keep set one up, and we all watch Doctor Who. Oh, uh, fun! Did- and they're like, and my my daughter, she she goes, okay, there's. There's six more days till we get a new Doctor Who. And <laughs> she counts it down. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Did, uh, I'm geeking out on that. They don't find it uh, scary at times or anything like that? Or do do, do they like to be afraid? Kind you know, here's the thing. Afraid. Yeah, I think they like to be afraid a little bit. Yeah. And here's something I learned from somebody else. Because I grew up being afraid. I mean, even into my adulthood, being afraid of horror films. And having almost a v- victim mentality as you watch those things, mm-hmm. right? And I, I still don't like horror films. I don't like this pop out and scare you. Okay, everybody's dead now. Those don't do anything for me. Right. Uh, because I, I, okay, a little side note. How can you watch that as a parent and not go, I, I, I would not stand there and let them stab me. I do something. <laughs> I mean, come on, do something. Yeah. You know, anyway, <laughs> sorry. So, but I learned a long time ago, what a, a parent friend of mine said about his kids, because his kids were watching like the evil dead. So I'm like, man, they're, they're six. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, no, they know that, if daddy's not scared, they're not scared. Oh. And for all the faults that this dude had in his life, that I would never, never, ever imitate. I went, I had the same thing you did. I went, huh, huh. Hmm. And I started that. And in fact, I forced my daughter to play uh, House of the Dead on the Wii. 
because she's watching me and her brother play, and she's like, oh, zombies. I'm like, no, you, they're slow. You kill it, shoot them in the head. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I literally forced her <laughs> to pick up the gun and shoot. And the first time she killed a zombie, she went, what? They can't get me? Mm-hmm. And that changed her whole fear mentality. So they know that as long as I'm not scared, they're not scared. And we just watched the one that I won't spoil it, but it was it was scary. The newest Doctor Who that was out there. And, but the other thing I've taught him was like, the doctor always wins. Yeah. You know, the doctor true. always yeah. saves the day and beats the monsters. Yeah. That's, so. they, they know what's coming. Um, there was a really great blog post, uh, and I, I, I'm going to have to find it. Um, it is, uh, it's detailing a woman kind of letting her, I think, four year old play Left for Dead and why she did. Um, and it's a really great read on kind of how she views um, scary things and how the kid, it kind of what we're what you're t- just talking about. And I just, I, I thought it was just a really great um, post about that. Because you'll get some people that don't understand, I guess, gaming and horror movies and things like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like we always say at the beginning of the show, every kid is different. So yeah. I know for me as a young kid, I craved scary stuff. Like I just wanted, I wanted, uh, I remember when Children of the Corn came out and I begged, <laughs> begged my mom to let me watch it. And she wanted to watch it before I watched it. But we had a two story house. So um, I would hang upside down from the stairs and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the something I remember being a, a young teen is when I really started getting in trouble, preteen. And I, I remember the stuff I did similar to that. You know, there were ways to get around. I got grounded for a week, which meant no watching TV. And the, we had a living room with a, a swinging door. Uh, I don't know why there's a swinging door. It's not like it's a restaurant or anything, but there was a swinging <laughs> door. And the TV was in the living room. And the family would be watching something. And this is the early days of Disney Channel. Mm. And they, they'd be watching some Donald Duck something. And, of course, I'm grounded. So I'd sit behind the door and watch through the crack. As soon as I saw a shadow move, I'd jump up and run away. <laughs> yep. And come back. So so I realized in new – let's call it – you know we have new media. It's new parenting. And new parenting is okay – I need to teach them how to handle this because ultimately they're going to do something on their own. They're going to find yeah. ways around. And I want to talk to them about what's going to happen and, and how they might feel. And there's just a movie. And that's the ultimate bottom line. It's just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes, there are monsters in the world, but we can teach you how to beat them. Yeah. You know, here, watch Supernatural. That'll get you through. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you can't, control kids i think if you you can't control anybody if you can understand that as a parent and as an adult mm-hmm. it changes how you move through the world mm-hmm. and that's been the number one parenting thing i've ever learned is okay control is all the question so how do i educate them right oh that's true all right well speaking of education we have a segment on the show called solicited advice where our listeners write in and ask uh, for for thoughts advice uh, recommendations or anything like that um, I have uh, an email from Bill here. It's uh, rather long, so I'll try to abbreviate it. And uh, it w- it's in regards to laptop usage uh, for homework. 
So he says, Nicole, let me start by saying how much I enjoy the Nerd Parents podcast. As a longtime listener of the Frog Pants Network, I was excited to hear there would be a parenting-focused podcast. I'm a proud parent of twin eight-year-olds, a boy and a girl, and I find many things that you discuss helpful in the challenge of raising productive, well-adjusted people. Uh, I wanted to chime in on a discussion you were having on episode 10 uh, regarding the mail from the teacher with issues of children not allowed to use computers at home for homework. Although I understand the decision that you had, I feel that you may have missed the point of the, of the mail. Uh, I think we might have addressed this already. Uh, the mail from the teacher was the prevailing issue of the parents limiting the computer time of the children. What most parents don't realize is that all of the standardized tests that schools are using are computer-based. The day of Scantrons are dead. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about Scantron. Oh, I actually, so here's something funny. We're talking about doing the homeschool. All my schooling's online, mm-hmm. except for the test. They really? actually have to go do a Scantron. Really? In a bit. Yeah, no, it's backwards. Oh, that's it's, so it's interesting. Weird. Yeah. Um, this includes an essay portion uh, that of the mandatory standardized testing, which means that children today have to be very fluent in communicating information using a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. The uh, SOL tests are timed so the students will be penalized if they are not proficient enough to complete the test. This is the primary reason why teachers are specifically asking for some homework to be completed on a computer versus using printouts, worksheets, etc. There's not enough time in in a school day to accomplish effective computer use and cover all the material that is needed to be taught for the tests that will determine if they were passed their grade or not. Remember, SOL testing starts in the third grade. Uh, this does not touch on my feelings regarding the SOL system. What does SOL mean? I can tell you what I think it means. <laughs> what is it? Uh, mean? I I, <laughs> I know how I use it. Let's just say it's it's something out of luck. But uh, oh, yeah, I that's... think here, which it's I think it's maybe standard online learning, uh, standardized maybe. maybe. Um, um, I, well, of course, I should Google that. Uh, the or the amount of homework that is required these days uh, that would be a much longer email. Uh, it's just that I have a learning, I have learned regarding the changes in school since I went many years ago. As a technology proficient person, I have wrestled with the quote unquote screen time issue over many years, and it will be an ever evolving process. Uh, but for my second graders, they have, they have as much screen time as they want. I try to, and I, I, just try and steer them to educational and skill building websites. I find with my children, at least, uh, that they they limit the screen time themselves and explore many offline activities without me having to push that upon them. Thanks for yep. creating entertaining and helpful podcast. I look forward to listening every every episode. Um, Bill, I'm sorry it took me so long to get this on the on the show, but there was actually something in the news that kind of made me think about this. Um, and we were just talking beforehand, which is um, all the Common Core standards and the mm-hmm. debate. And apparently today, Florida. There's uh, opted out of Common Core standards. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, we're talking about all the testing that's being done, and I, I you know, I don't have a kid in 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 a in school per se, but I know this is going to be something that I, I'm going to very quickly have to come up on and understand. And there is a debate going on in New York and now Florida on whether or not to do these Common Core standards that the 
the U.S. government and saying, if you want funding, you got to do these standards, right? Right. Um, and teachers are speaking out. Like social media is kind of blowing up recently hmm. about these standards and how we're testing the kids and what should they be learning. Um, and as a result, I found a really good website um, called uh, readingrockets.org uh, that talks more about the Common Core standards. There's also um, a, a Washington Post article that I found that looks at more of a, the yes and no, the debate of it. So, okay. um, I, do you have to follow? I'm, I'm assuming that the K12.org uh, has to adhere to these standards um, as well, even online. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, here's here's the history that I know. You know, the the little history of it is you know George Bush Senior passed that No Child Left Behind law back in the '90s. Right. That was one of the worst things that happened to education. Really? Uh, because what happens is instead of failing kids, now granted they weren't teaching kids. This could be a huge thing about public school and private school. When he said it that there's not enough time in the day to teach all these, there's not enough time in the day to teach. Yeah, you know the classrooms are overwhelmed. Uh, they they have to be moving, and in, in, in Georgia, you're only required to do school. F- four hours and 30 minutes a day, something like that. But our kids are at school eight, nine hours. Oh, wow. So what are they doing? They're going through class. They're going from class to class. They're going to other things. They're doing things that aren't necessarily educational. And the teacher can only, in any group, can only teach to the weakest link. So mm-hmm. there's always been trouble. So I think the No Child Left Behind has just pushed kids through without having good common core. And by that, I don't mean necessarily the common core that's being discuss but a common you know how to read you right. can reason you know how to do simple math um they get pushed through so that's why i think no child left behind was a bad thing it is the results i've seen in my niece who's now a senior is she has a hard time reading fluently she has a hard time doing things other than counting change hmm. you know and it's because they just passed her on yeah uh but to that effect too there is a test a standardized test in my day was called the iowa basic standard now it's called something else some other kind of standard that that's what my kids had to go well my one kid he was in third grade last year or uh yeah third grade last year so he had to go do this test and luckily because it's online learning we could still teach him everything he needed to know to pass the test but i know because of his cousin in school, they're just teaching the test. And there's a movie out there that was very controversial. I can't remember what it's called, but it went around playing in just local areas, like a church would host it, and you could come and see the movie. About what most people don't know is you can opt out of the test. Hmm. You don't have to take the test. Now, the thing that I've seen come up through K-12 called Common Core, I like it. This article on Reading Rockets I'm looking Mm -hmm. at, I like the idea because it's changing teaching from pass this test, here's what everybody has to know, because everybody's different. People Mm -hmm. understand things differently. What it's doing, like, I want to read the first one here. Key ideas and details is one of the common core areas. What it means is your child will be encouraged to carefully read many books and text. Within these texts, your child will be working to understand what is happening, summarize key events or points, and recall details important to the story or topic. I think we can all agree that's important. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen it come through when they label something common core in K-12, that's what's happening. It's changing how they're teaching. It's not just go read the Pied Piper of Hamlin and come back and answer this test. Right. It's okay. Let's understand it. Yeah, listen, and the parent is more involved. Now, of course, with K-12, I can only tell you I'm, I'm the coach there. 
So I'm always involved. I don't know how this will affect people sending them to private schools or public schools. But the idea is the parent can encourage a kid and ask questions and guide their learning mm-hmm. versus memorize this. Just give, just give me an answer and get past the test. I just I need to understand what what's been frustrating for me kind of as an outsider looking in. It seems like this common core is a buzzword and nowhere yeah. have I found why someone should be against it. I've I found the four, but I'm even looking at this article where Florida school board makes history and opts out of common core. It talks, but it doesn't say why it just says, yeah, they want it to, but why? I don't, I don't know. I know Georgia opted out of, as of this year, at least with K-12 and they follow the Georgia standards. So there's certain things that overall that everybody in K-12, mm-hmm. here's the common curriculum that everybody gets. Yeah. And every year our teachers have to go through, okay, Georgia doesn't teach that. They they say this is important, so they actually take out fifty percent of the history lessons. Do I don't know why? Maybe it's a bad thing, but they they do. I say okay for me as a parent that frees me up to teach only half the lessons to do more focus on what I need to focus on. Uh, but they opted out of the the standard test. It's now a Georgia something test that we're going to do. That's supposed to be different. Now my kid did fine. He he did well. We were worried about him, and we spent two weeks before the test just teaching him how to get past the test. I don't like that. I want to be able to teach my kid everything he needs to know yeah. so that he could take it. So I'm with you. I need to know why is a, d- a debate about it? Why so the are we chat, opting out of So it? we have a couple people in the chat room, Trilliad and Before Tank Girl. And Trilliad says, no teacher I've spoken to likes this Common Core. Too much teaching to the test. Um so preparing them for the test. See, I, I don't I, – maybe we're getting the words mixed up here because Common Core – But maybe there's is, like different – like maybe Common Core is like the umbrella and there's different uh, pieces because yeah. there's Common Core reading. There's Common Core math. There's a whole yeah. bunch of – like I feel like the terminology is being muddied somewhere maybe. here. So I, I know, know there's a test. There's a common something standard test at the end of the year. And that might actually be called Common Core standard test. But it's that – now, the test at the end of the year, it is crap. It is every single kid in the United States has to know the exact same answers, and all the teachers are doing is teaching the test. Mm. If that's what we're discussing, I'm absolutely opt out. I'm against it. And that's where the terminology does get muddy because yeah. when they use it for teaching, like in this article, and this is a great article because this is experience I've found through K-12, is when it says Common Core in the teaching, it's exactly I'm encouraging my child. Yeah, they're there. The textbooks are not saying here. Here are the points you have to memorize. Pass it. They're yeah, going memorize and that's it. Learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. In fact, today I did a, a class with my my daughter before we got on for the interview here, and, and it was the Pied Piper of Hamlin. It says, okay, you have to. They need to understand what a main character is and what trait means and i explained what a main character is and what a trait is and what main character it was protagonist she had to, at seven she's understanding what a protagonist is <laughs> oh my and goodness. what the traits are yeah and i explained what the word meant so she goes okay i understand the idea so later after she read i said okay who was the protagonist and she was able to explain as the pied piper and yeah. why and i'm asking these leading questions that she went into the story and read it and understood it and could answer these bigger knowledge questions. Yeah. And that to me is is true common core. It's a common knowledge that everybody should know. And my experience has been when I see it labeled that way, it is. But I think I think the, maybe part of the problem here is that these 
tests or these this common core has a the best intentions, but they don't have the infrastructure to actually do it. You're doing a one-on-one with your True. children. So it's really easy for you to spend more time to explain certain things. A teacher that might have 30 kids in their class, it, I don't know. It, I, I feel like right. they might be overwhelmed by this. And so um, they may be trying other things to try to make because they know what they have they know what they have to do which is get the kid to pass the test. So how yes. do you get to pa- pass the test? Maybe they're not um because they don't have enough time, they're sending more homework home or they're doing different things. Um and I really I I mean I came from a higher education. I used to work in higher ed for almost 15 years, actually more than 15 years. Um and just looking at how the the evolution of online learning has impacted i mean because it really has even in the college area um i think colleges are afraid of you know things like khan academy i mean Mm -hmm. i i what i hope to instill in mateo is a love of learning and the love of seeking out knowledge and not waiting for it to happen to him so if he has if I mean, I see this every day in, in, cause I, we do an online business. I'll get somebody to email me that would say, what, how do I do this? Or where do I find that? And all I want to do is say, have you ever tried Google? You're do you right. know, like you need to take, like, I think everyone that has access to a computer, the first thing they learn is how to research. Like yep. that should be a common core thing that they, they teach in school is wiring your brain around how to find information, whether it be in the library, whether it be on the internet, there are so many places that you can find your answer and to be self-sufficient in finding that information, uh, I think is a huge. So um, if you're, if you're listening to this and you, you have an opinion on common core pro or against, I would love to hear from you. Uh, Send me a, or if you can explain the difference, because I <laughs> yeah. think there's a difference between the test, yeah. this whole teaching the test, which is wrong, yeah. and what I've learned to be Common Core, which the is what standards. the article talks about, a different way to teach kids. It seems very, like a very, it seems like a political hot button along yeah. with um, just like a social hot button that it just, I feel like it's muddy because <laughs> everybody wants their kid to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, send me an email at nerdparents at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you on that. All right. Well, I think that does it for a show. Charles, thanks so <laughs> it's much been for hanging. Fast. Yeah, I know. We've been talking for an hour. Wow. Um, and we hope Carrie's doing okay. Uh, I'll touch base with her and and find out if <laughs> she's okay. I'm sure everything's fine. So uh, I just want to say thank you to Alpha Geek Radio for letting us uh, broadcast live. We try to do this every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can head on over to Alpha Geek Radio to check out all the the schedule of all the live shows that broadcast over there as well as some of the recordings too uh so todd thanks so much also uh if you're a nerd parent and you want to meet other nerd parents you can uh go over to forum.myextralife and uh join the discussion as well as facebook.com slash nerd parents also i forgot to thank john funk who recently redesigned our logo. Um, it is so awesome. And I can't wait to make t-shirts now. <laughs> uh, it is just wonderful. It's very 8-bit 
um, graphics and he has a um, choose your choose your uh, kind of adventure. What kind of adventure? So it has like warlock, warrior, and then the last one is parent. So it's just so great. <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. John, you're you're wonderful. I love you. Uh, also, thanks to Doghouse Systems uh, for sponsoring this episode. You can use the code Nerd on your order and get a upgrade of 120 gigabyte uh, solid state drive. Awesome, awesome uh, laptops and PCs over there. So if you're in the market. Uh, and of course, choremonster.com for their continued support. We love them over there. Great app. Uh, are you familiar with Chore Monster? Actually, I went and surfed your site a couple weeks ago yeah. and found Chore Monster. Yeah. And I called my wife like, we, we should start using this. It's this a, is pretty awesome. It is a pretty awesome, awesome app. And it's free. So create your account and try it out. Uh, if you would like to leave us an iTunes review, of course, we're there. We're also in Stitcher. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to send us an email, if you have a music recommendation, maybe a game you want to recommend, or even just a question, uh, you can uh, email me directly at nerdparents at gmail.com, or you could just head on over to the website, nerdparents.com, and there's a contact form that you can use. Uh, of course, all of the show notes are very detailed in kind of what we're talking about. So we talk about a lot of different things. Um, um, so hopefully you can find that uh, in the search engine. Hint, hint, search. <laughs> uh, you can find us both on Twitter. You can find me at Nicole Spag. Charles, where can they find you? You know, my personal one is SF underscore Charles. It stands for success freak, uh, SF underscore Charles. And I also do a lot with uh, at FT Helicarrier, which is more of the geeky side of things in the yeah. show, the game show that we do, the video game show. So, yeah, you do a, a you show with uh, Brian Ibbitt. Uh, Brian Ibbitt. <laughs> what, yes. what is, what is uh, you talk about which particular game? We talk about we're the number one news source for Marvel Avengers Alliance Ooh, on Facebook. That's and awesome. We're actually launching our own network. We're growing that into the Helicarrier, which is going to be the number one news source for everything Marvel Universe. Ooh. So we're we're bringing on shows that do Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the tabletop gaming, uh, anything Marvel. You're going to be able to find it there. If somebody wants to do a Marvel nerd parent version that'd be awesome because this is a great show <laughs> get very very niche at that point right maybe we'll yeah. do an episode that just completely marvel based right <laughs> there you go um is there anywhere anything else that you want to let the listeners know where they can find you or so they found you on twitter they know your podcast anything else you know, well, everything that I do, I do live events. I, as Nicole knows, I do Dragon Con, those kind of things. Anything I do, you can find at facebook.com forward slash house of the bear. Uh, and so you'll find all of my adventures, any shows I do, any guesting, like I've been posting today for this show on there. That kind of thing is there. And you know, one last piece of wisdom I learned growing up watching Star Trek, the original. Uh, I grew up watching the reruns. And, and uh, the thing I learned from them is all about the bass, no tribbles. <laughs> So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wonderful parting wisdom from you, Charles. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we'll talk with you in a week. All right. Bye. Happy parenting. I'm waving at you like you can see me.
podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 